0: What's going on, fourth and inches podcast listeners. You got Kevin Stevie P today. Dan is uh doing some family duties, so he will not be on the podcast tonight, but he will be back on Friday. So, but you just have us for today. So, what's going on, Steve? What's going on, brother? What's going on, world? All right, so today is Wednesday. We are going to get into our high guys, talk about a little buy sell, uh, going into the week, um, you know, do some start sick questions that we have. Uh, but first, don't forget to check us out on our website at www.fourthandinchesff.com. That's wwwnumber 4 for a bunch of content. You got articles, blogs, player profiles, rankings, and you can subscribe to our VIP content. This will give you access to DFS info and also give you access to the cheap codes, which we keep updated monthly. So check those out and also look for us on the Fantasy Life app. Uh, we have been doing star sick questions on there throughout the year. And if you listen to the podcast, make sure you hit that uh, subscribe button and give us a five-star rating. Also uh, every week we do a little $2 FanDuel tournament. Uh, if you're interested, hit up Stevie P in the show notes um, and, you know, play against us in a little daily fantasy tournament on FanDuel for $2. Not asking you to break the bank or nothing like that. Uh, just having a little fun with you guys. So, uh, first, on today's podcast, let's get into the news. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen.
1: All right. In NFL news today, we have Jamal Adams says the GM. Joe Douglas went behind his back and tried to ship him off. That's interesting. Uh, we have Rodney Hudson, the center for the Raiders, will miss some time due to an injury. We got Brandon Cooks visiting a specialist for his concussions. You know, that that might not be good for all you uh, Brandon Cooks owners out there. Trent Williams, this is a funny one, failed his physical today due to discomfort putting on his helmet. So, uh, yeah, that's something you can fail a physical for, I, I'm, I'm guessing. Devontae Freeman, uh, actually, Ian Rappaport says that the Lions and Falcons were actually having extensive trade talks about Devontae Freeman. So, he's not, doesn't sound like he's long for the Falcons. DJ Chark has a quad injury. Uh, he was limited practice today. Adam Thielen uh, also limited practice with that hamstring. Chris Herndon also hamstring limited today. AJ Green told the Cincinnati Time that he wants to be a Bengal for the long term. Uh, Sam Darnold was limited at practice today. No, I'm sorry, full practice today with a thumb injury. OJ Howard is still sidelined with that uh, whatever the hell's wrong with OJ Howard i don't think too many people care sterling shepherd contact had a contact today and looks good for this weekend patrick mahomes reed says he's doing a little more each day which is what we want to hear d and darren sproll both practiced today that's good news for the eagles they need that desperately especially d i don't know too much about sprolls but i guess they could use him in the in the return game miles sanders expected to practice tomorrow Hollywood Brown was a full participant in practice today. Keenan Allen and Russell Okun both limited in practice. Uh, CMC limited in practice today with a knee injury. David Johnson was spotted on the practice field doing passing drills today. So that's that's good to hear for Arizona Cardinal fans and David Johnson owners. Uh, Connor, Snell, and Foster all did not practice today and look to be out for this weekend so keep your eyes on that because if he is out then we all know that Jalen Samuels is going to be the next man up so if you were lucky enough to listen to us the other day and pick up Jalen Samuels uh you know he's definitely a guy that was you know going to be highly touted on the waiver wire especially after we found out about the AC joint injury uh to to connor so connor yeah so it is what it is y'all get your uh, Jalen samuels popcorn ready and
0: mm. that is the news all right so uh i i don't want to touch on the aj green not being traded part as much as i do want to say that andy dalton has officially been benched uh we didn't really bring that up but um do you think Ryan Finley affects things in a better way? <laughs> I mean, you I know, I think Ryan Andy Finley. Andy Dalton. I think Ryan Finley think, looked better than. <laughs> yeah. I was just saying, the preseason. I thought Finley looked pretty good. So,
1: yeah, I, from what I saw him.
0: Yeah, he, he. I
1: mean, we only obviously we only saw him in the in the preseason, but you know, at this point, you know, you're 0 and, you're 0 and eight. You know, you know your team is not good. You know, you know you're not doing anything with Andy Dalton anymore. You know, it's it's at the point in the season that either, you know, you're getting a super high draft pick and, you know, you got to see what this kid is. And if he's bad, that's even better for you because now you're tanking for Tua. You know what I mean? This Bengals team could get Tua next year. And I'm sorry, well, you know, if this team gets Tua next year. I am going to be very interested in Bengals because I'm going to want don't AJ have a line. Oh my god I have a line <laughs> Dude, I am going to be super interested in the Bengals next year because if anybody watches college football and you watch what this kid too is doing he looks for real and it's not just it's not just the way he plays it's the way like the team rallies around him you can clearly see it like he is a leader on that team, he is, like, driving those dudes to win games. And if he goes to the Bengals, I'm going to be, like, super excited about drafting AJ next year and Joe Mixon and all those guys.
0: He's still behind the Bengals' offensive line. <laughs> but you He's know what? If
1: if the, if the Bengals are smart, right, they got a lot of money. You know what I mean? they Because yeah. they're cheap and they don't ever pay any of their players. You know what I mean? So... They're going to have a lot AJ of money. A.J.
0: Green's going to get paid this year. Yeah. If he's back, he's definitely. going to get paid.
1: Yeah, A.J.'s definitely going to get, make his 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 money. But let's say A.J. gets a three-year deal and they front load the hell out of it. They're still going to have money left over to, to sign at least two good offensive linemen. And, you know, looking at the contracts the other day, there are a couple of linemen. I'm actually going to do a – I'm not going to go through it, but I'm actually going to go through – you know, linemen in contract years. I'm going to do an article on it and uh, let you guys go check that out on the website of guys that are going to be available last year, next year. It's some pretty, there's some pretty guys, pretty good offensive linemen going to be available next year. So I think that if the Bagels decide that they want to go and go that route, I, man, especially if they get Tua, you have to go. You have to if if they find out they have the first pick. I don't even think it's a I don't, it's a question that they take Tua, right? So if that's mm-hmm. the case, and they take Tua, they literally have to know, like, all right, boom, we need to get at least, at the very least, we need to get a guard yeah. and a center, yeah. period. <laughs> you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it could be that situation. And, I, and, and I'm definitely going to be very interested in, in, in what the Bengals are doing this offseason, if, especially if they get the first overall pick.
0: All right. So let's get into tomorrow night's nice game.
1: Oh, real quick. I I wanted to get into this Devontae Freeman talk with the Lions. Uh, Okay. You know, for me, I think this affects – I know, you know, the trade deadline is over and all that stuff, but I do think that if they were trying to shop Devontae Freeman, at this point we saw what Kenyon Drake got. Kenyon Drake got a sixth, made it a conditional fifth. I don't think Freeman was getting much more than that. From any team, any team that's been watching what the what the Falcons have been doing this year and what Freeman has looked like this year, you know he just he doesn't look like the same player. And obviously that line is not as good as we thought it was going to be when they took two first round rookie linemen. But Mm -hmm. you know I feel like this might be a sign of hey, you know Freeman is not doing the job. We need to you know we need to start seeing what we can do with these other guys. So. I, we said it the other day on the on the other podcast, you know, to pick up uh, Brian Hill. And I think that might actually be a thing.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, obviously, if you're ready to trade Freeman, you're going to want to see what you have because I don't think Devontae Freeman's there after this year. I think the uh, fact that they are getting ready to get rid of him means that this all season's probably it for Devontae Freeman. So, you know... Maybe they want to see what they have in Brian Hill behind them And, you know, if that's the case, he could be due for some more touches. And, you know, he could become very fantasy relevant. And if Devontae Freeman goes down, you know, fresh legs coming in. Those are the guys at the end of these fantasy seasons that always, you know, seem to, you know, win leagues. <laughs> you know, guys come in at the end of the year re- real fresh and ready to go. And, you know, I remember maybe – Four or five years ago, C.J. Anderson was just a monster at the end of the year. Last year, he did the same thing. Um, You know, it always happens. At the end of the year, there's a couple guys that wind up coming in fresh and really help teams, you know, propel them in the fantasy championships. So, you know, be aware of guys like that, Uh, especially, you know, like we said, Devontae could be, you know, they, they might just, you know, these are situations where a guy could just be upset and, and now he has a hamstring pull and, you know, a new guy comes in. So yep. just be ahead of the curve, ahead of the curve.
1: That's the name of the All game. right. So
0: let's I would say let's get into this Thursday night game, uh, Arizona and San Francisco uh, from the Cardinal side of the ball. Um, obviously, Kenyon Drake will be the starting running back, it seems. I mean, David Johnson hasn't practiced yet. He was doing some stretching, I think, today, but. Doesn't look like he's going to be in. Chase Edmonds has already been ruled out, so you know Kenyon Drake will get his first start. Uh, probably not a guy you're starting against San Francisco in his first start, in my opinion. Uh, how do you feel about that?
1: Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not even going to. You know, if I'm super desperate, and I mean super desperate, you know, I could see you having to do that. But if it's not a I have to situation. You know, you do have the Bengals. I mean, yeah, the Bengals, uh, the Rams, the Falcons, the Saints on by. So that's, you know, that's a good group of running backs, you know, on those teams. Obviously, Freeman, you know, he's an every week starter for most people. So, you know, I mean, that's a good group of running backs that are out this week. And I could see some teams having to put in Kenyon Drake. But if you are not in a half to situation, I'm not. No way. There's no way. Not against that 49ers defense.
0: Yeah, um, from the receivers, from the receivers, um, you know, Christian Kirk, Larry Fitzgerald, I'm not starting, probably not starting either one of those guys as well. Uh, you know, I, I actually have to against you this week. I have to start Christian Kirk. Um, so I'm hoping Kirk can get some targets and and put up well, at a big least with week. Kirk, I'm you know, not excited about. Yeah, well, at not least not with
1: Kirk, that's the one thing. You, you, even though the 49ers have been great, yeah, you know I mean, Christian Kirk is a very good wide receiver you know i mean and Mm -hmm. he actually played against richard sherman uh you know last year twice so he kind of knows how sherman is going to defend him because most of the time Christian kirk lines up on the right side they move him into the slot they move him around but i would Mm -hmm. say predominantly he lines up on the right on that right side where sherman is going to be and you know, he kind of knows Sherman. I, th- I Don't get me wrong, I don't think he's going to beat Sherman a whole lot, but I think he could I think he could do a little something in this game. You know what I mean? I don't, he's definitely not going to skunk you. He's not going to get you, you know, two for 12 or, you know, nothing like that. I think it would be more like a, you know, five for, for 40 if he has a bad game. And in a good game, yeah. I think he'd get you like six for 80.
0: Yeah, I could see that being the case. Um, I'm not starting Larry Fitz. You know, Larry Fitz just hasn't done too much recently. One and- for
1: six, bro. One for six. That's terrible.
0: Yeah. Uh Kyler Murray. Um, you know, we talked the other day about some other options. You know, obviously you have guys on bye this week, so there's probably you know, the waiver wire might be a little shrink, you know, shrunk down, but you know, Derek Carr is out there. He's got a good matchup uh going against the Lions. Uh, you know, you saw what Daniel Jones did against them. Uh, you know, uh who's the other guy? Uh Sam Darnold plays Miami this week. Uh, Gardner Minshew plays Houston. You know, you can throw on Houston's D, and they and they may have to, you know, kind of play catch up with the way Deshaun Watson's been playing. So those are some other options. You can probably throw a quarterback, you know, over Kyler. You know, Kyler always does have the upside. But, you know, against this 49ers defense, you know, I'm not expecting too much for the Cardinals.
1: No. Yeah, I agree. This 49ers defense, I, we've been saying it for weeks. Yeah, I mean we've been basically saying it since the pre- I've been saying it since the preseason. You've been saying it <laughs> the preseason. I'm not going
0: to take credit. You've been yeah. taking credit for that and you've been you were 100% right on the 49ers defense.
1: Yeah, and you know what it's not just like I think when people see the 49ers defense they go, you know, it's it's I don't think I think the 49ers actually can be run on. I think their pass defense is amazing because of that defensive line. That defensive line is just – they get to the quarterback. Like, Bosa almost looks effortless getting to the quarterback. You know what I mean? It's just a defense that, you know, flows to the quarterback all game long. So, it is just so hard to move the ball. And in in today's NFL, you know, it's not like it was, you know – 10, even 10 years ago where, you know, you had LaDainian Thomas and running it down your throat. I mean, teams don't do that. Christian McCaffrey had 100 yards and, you know, 117 and a touchdown last week because they kept going to him. You know what I mean? Like, I think if a team consistently does that, I, I think the 49ers would be a little bit susceptible to that and maybe teams start trying to follow the, you know, what the Panthers did last week. And honestly, if you watch that game, the 49ers did – take him away, but they let up two big plays. You know what I mean? He had the big touchdown run, and then he had another, whatever, 28-yard run, you know, in the third quarter. So, you know, they did a good job against him, but I think if you continuously run against that team, you, you know, there's a chance that you pop something.
0: All right. So, from the 49ers side of the ball, uh, you know, Jimmy G, how do you feel about Jimmy G going against this Cardinals Cardinals defense? I mean...
1: Dude, I would love to say that I really like Jimmy G,
0: but... What their run game is just so yeah, good. It's just so good. <laughs> like, know? what has he done? He has, like, I don't think they he's need a, he's him. He's the perfect game manager. Yes. He is Tom Brady in Tom Brady's, you know, first couple years.
1: Exactly. Like, that's exactly what he is. Hand the ball off.
0: Let them play defense. You know, don't turn the ball over and we'll win games. And that's what's going on in San Francisco. Jimmy G is not winning anybody games. Nope. They're just so good running the football. and. I don't see the Cardinals – I mean, the Cardinals have done well stopping the run so far this year. That's been, you know, one of their bright spots on D is that they have done well against the run, but I don't see them stopping this team. This team is just – they're on another level with their running game, and Jimmy G, I don't see him having to throw a lot.
1: Yeah, I agree. I just just don't see how, you know, Jimmy G gets you, you know – Especially now, like if you're looking at the mediocre quarterbacks from last week, right? Like some of the numbers you're looking at the mediocre guys from last week was 250 and two. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like I don't think G- Jimmy G is getting you, you know, 275 and three. No, I just don't. No. I just don't see that happening and unless he does that. You know, he's not going to be a top 12 guy. So to me, no. he's not startable. He's almost not rosterable. I
0: mean, if you look no. at some of his stats, I lines, would not have Jimmy G on my roster.
1: Yeah, he's just, you know, and I'd, I'd rather, rather have, have Derek Garrett,
0: Carr than Jimmy G. Oh, you look yeah. at Derek Carr's matchups, Sam Darnold's matchups, they're so good over the next, you know, four, five, six weeks. Jimmy G, as good as his matchups are, he's just not good for fantasy. He's a good court, football quarterback. He doesn't turn the ball over, and, you know, he hands the ball off to Coleman and Breda, and, you know, those guys just do a lot of do a lot of damage, and yep. they just run up and down the field, and they, they really don't need Jimmy G to do a whole lot. Yep. You know, All so... Right, so- the, the running backs, I think you're starting Tevin Coleman, obviously, yes. after last week. How could you not? Uh, Matt Breda, um, you know, he did He did. is he even 100% good to go? I, I know he was limited in practice. He was, yeah, they
1: said he was limited in practice, but there's nothing saying that he isn't going to play, but then they haven't given any indication that he is. So, uh, you know, I think at this point we're going to have to wait until two, you know tomorrow. You know, uh-huh. yeah, tomorrow, honestly, it sucks because the Thursday night games, they let at 7, I think it's like 6.50 or 7 o'clock, they give you the inactives. But, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to have to wait for that because, honestly, no. Yeah, 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 the problem on the Thursday night games that pisses me off, and I really don't like it, is that on Thursday night games, you even when they write limited practice, the teams don't practice. They're not hitting, you know what I mean? Because on Sunday yeah. they just had a game. So, you know what I mean? Yeah. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday—they're kind of just walkthroughs, and you know, getting their bodies ready for the game on Thursday. So Mm -hmm. limited practice. What is? I don't even understand what limited practice means. It says it next to his name that he was limited practice. Limited practice? How? Like were were you, you know, not walking through the (laughs) walkthroughs? Were you crawling through the walkthroughs? Is that limited? Because you know, it's a walkthrough. You know what I mean? It don't make no sense. I, I really didn't get. I didn't get that it said limited practice today because they didn't practice.
0: All right. So, you know, to me, if Matt Brady is going to play, I think he's a solid flex option. You know, yeah, he's going to get yards. He's not going to get in the end zone every time. And we understand that. But he's going to get, you know, 70 to 80 yards rushing. He's going to have a few catches for some more receiving yards. I think he's, you know, uh, he's good for his floor is about eight fantasy points. And, you know, as a flex option, you know, I, I think that's not bad, especially during bye weeks when you got four teams off. Uh, you know all their players missing. Um, Emmanuel Sanders, would you start him this week? I am starting him this week personally. Yes. How do you feel? Yeah, I would. Yeah, too. I think this is a this is a good week for Emmanuel Sanders. You saw him get in the end zone last week. He only had five targets, caught four of them, but he did get in the end zone. And I just think, you know, coming into this week, he'll a little more, little bit more familiar. Uh, you know, yeah, I think Emmanuel Sanders is a good start. Any other? I mean, obviously, you're starting Kittle. Any other receivers? You saw Debo get into the end zone, but he's too inconsistent. Yeah, uh,
1: and, and the thing was, okay, so I'm just going to go over some of these snap shares because last week it was just insane. So last, just in the last week's game, if you look at the wide receiver snap shares, it was, let me see here, Emmanuel Sanders, 90.3%. So 90.3% of the snaps you look, go down to Dante Pettis, who's the number supposed, you know, and I put that in quotations, you know, the supposed number two, 37.2% of the snaps. That's insane.
0: That doesn't yeah, make Sanders, no sense. Nah, they're <laughs> oh. just, they rotate the receivers. They've been doing it all year long. Like you would see Debo out there with, uh, you know, what was the guy? Trent Taylor. And you'd see like, uh pettis out there hey. with uh marquise goodwin like and they Kendrick just rotate Bourne their receivers hey. it's just
1: ridiculous it is ridiculous yes. you don't um, you don't know you don't know what guys to to to, to play honestly it's emmanuel sanders with his 90 percent snap share yeah and, yeah, that's and emmanuel it.
0: sanders are playing and that's it yep um that pretty much wraps up you know obviously you're starting the 49ers d um cardinals d No, I I wouldn't be starting the Cardinals, D, but, you know, feel feel free if you want to. Uh, (laughs) Exactly. All right. So uh, now we get into the buy-sell. Steve, every week, does an an article, uh, you know, good players to buy, good players to, uh, you know, good players to trade for, good players to trade away. Uh, Why don't you get into that a little bit, Steve?
1: All right. So in buy-sell this week, we have... You know, like I tell you guys, you know, we've been doing the, the this format for the past two weeks. So, you know, I guess I haven't been telling you guys. But, you know, in our buy-sell, the kind of way we do it is, you know, guys that blew up this week, you know, we don't put in because obviously they blew up. So there's no point in having them in there. So at quarterback this week, you know, I'm telling you guys, I'm – not going to mention the guys that i mentioned match last week like patrick mahomes and all that but you know matthew stafford is a guy that you know if you can buy you know let's say you get him thrown into a deal a two-for-one deal let's say you need i don't know a wide receiver and you know you go offer uh you know number three running back and have them throw in matthew stafford or you know just something to get matthew stafford i like his rest of season schedule you know, he's been lighting it up there, sneakily lighting it up this year. A lot of people are just, you know, poo-pooing. That's one one I got to give you, Kev, because you were talking up Matthew Stafford before the season started uh, saying that you thought he was a very good quarterback. Just, you know, injuries and yeah. things like that just hurt him last year.
0: Yeah, he had an unlucky year. That's the only thing. I, I mean, you know, to me, he ha- he's he been a top-tech quarterback every year until last year and just it was unlucky. That's all. Yep.
1: Yep. Uh, other uh, running back. I mean, other quarterback that I'm going for is uh, Russell Wilson. You know, he's had two pretty mediocre games in a row. Uh, maybe some people are seeing how much they're running the ball and going, "Oh, maybe they're reverting back to their you know heavy run running, you know style." And if that's the case, I am all over that person. I'm taking full advantage of that person in my fantasy league and getting Russell Wilson on my team. Uh, you know, we talked about Alvin Kamara last week, talked about Royce Freeman. A new name to the list is Devin Singletary. Uh, Devin Singletary, if you watched him last week against the Bills, he he's definitely Eagles. the most yeah, – Yeah. Yeah, the Eagles, I'm sorry. Against the yeah. Eagles, he definitely was the most explosive back, and it wasn't mm-hmm. – you know, just by the eyeball test, it's not close. I do think very soon coming up, they are going to have to, you know – start seeing what they have in Devin Singletary. Frank Gore, you know, we know what Frank Gore is. He's, you know, a 35-year-old back that, you know, is just – he's a guy that should handle, you know, 10 carries a game, and they should start giving Devin Singletary a much bigger workload, and I think that will be the case coming up soon, so make sure you try to go get him now. Uh, Nick Chubb, after his two-fumble game, and people think that Kareem Hunt coming back is really going to affect his touches – Kareem Hunt, I mean, Nick Chubb is a guy that with Kareem Hunt, the scare of Kareem Hunt coming back and, you know, his two fumbles last week, you could sell a owner and say, hey, listen, you know, this, this, this guy might become, you know, Kareem Hunt might be coming back and Nick Chubb's going to lose touches and blah, 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 blah. Sell him on however you want to sell him. So however you want to sell him. Sell him and get Nick Chubb on your team because he is going to be awesome rest of season. I have him as my number six running back for the rest of the season. So love Nick Chubb. DK Metcalf. I just, you know, he had two touchdowns last week. You know, I think it was three for 12 and two touchdowns, but he has, he leads the league in red zone touches. So, you know, leading the league in red zone touches is no small thing, especially for a rookie wide receiver, you know, and, If you can get him on your team, you know how explosive he is. You know he's a downfield threat. You know, Russell Wilson loves to look at him in the red zone. So, for me, DK Metcalf is definitely a guy I'm trying to get. Uh, Tyler Boyd is another one. You know, with A.J. Green coming back, we saw what Tyler Boyd did last year. You know, last year on this team, Tyler Boyd just was a beast when A.J. Green was on the team. Yeah, so Tyler Boyd, definitely a guy that I'm going to get. Tyreek Hill, I think some people are, you know – a little bit nervous about Tyreek Hill, you know, with not knowing when Mahomes is going to be back, but I think Mahomes will be back sooner than later. So I'm trying to get Tyreek Hill. You might have to pay a little bit more to get him, but, you know, I just love Tyreek Hill with Patrick Mahomes. I just think that is a duo made in heaven. And I think Tyreek Hill is going to win a lot of people's fantasy football championships, you know, this at the down the stretch. Because I think Mahomes is going to come back with a vengeance and really try to, you know, put the ball downfield, you know. And Tyreek Hill is his downfield guy. So, John Brown. After that last week game, a lot of fantasy owners don't watch football. Yeah, I mean, honestly, that's that's the that's the hard truth about fantasy football. They look at numbers. They don't look at the games. You know, John Brown's next five matchups are incredible. You know, last week in a game where they had thirty mile an hour wind gusts, he was being targeted. And I'll tell you what, what that pass that he caught on the sideline. For I think it was like what 19 yards. He yeah, literally it tipped. All right, yeah. unbelievable throw, unbelievable catch. Got his feet in bounds. That was awesome. John Brown to me is a easy number two wide receiver rest of season. And if you can get him in your lineup because people are nervous about him, you know, just you know, do a two for one deal and have them throw in, you know, John Brown. That could end up really helping you out. Uh, tight end, don't really have anything new. I'm not. I basically have Zach Hertz on here again, because I still believe in Zach Hertz. I think this is just a small stretch of him being bad. And if you look back in past years, he's had these stretches where, you know, he goes two, three, four games where he gets you no more than six or seven fantasy points. And then he has that blow up game where he catches eight, you know, eight for 80 in a touchdown or, you know, nine for 110 in a touchdown. He just has those weeks. So I do think those weeks were coming. And last week, the bills are a tough defense against tight ends you know what I mean I know I know uh Dallas Goddard scored in that game Dallas Goddard has been looking pretty good you know the past couple weeks but Zach Ertz is playing way more snaps than Dallas Goddard you know so when you look at the snap counts he's just dominating him in in snaps especially when you know DJx is there you know I want to say Dallas Goddard only got like a I think it was like a 17 percent snap share. So you know, Ertz is definitely their number one tight end, and I think he's going to be that rest of season. So if you can go get him, go get him. Uh, Guys that I'm selling: Jared Goff. After those two monster games, you know, hopefully somebody needy, some needy team that needs a quarterback, you know, will take Goff off your hands and give you a number, you know, three wide wide receiver or number three running back. I would do that all day. Jameis Winston, just (laughs) I wrote it down here. He is terrible. He is. He is really, really bad. I, I, you know, I just watched that game today. He's – there's no other word for it. He's terrible. He's very bad at football, and he will not be the Buccaneers quarterback next year. But pertaining to this year, you know, when do you feel comfortable starting them? You know what I mean? Like, every time you start him, you have that pit in your stomach that just says to you, God, please – Please don't throw five picks. And I don't want that on my fantasy team. So if you can sell him to a team that needs a quarterback after, you know, him throwing two interceptions, which should have been four last week, he should have had four interceptions last week uh, and really could have had five. You know, two of them were drops. One of them was a was a tur- overturned t- interception. He could have five interceptions last week. And, you know, he's just, he's just really bad. So if you can get anything for him, I would. Latavius Murray uh is definitely a guy that I think you can sell you know he I think people believe he's going to get more touches than he actually is when you know the Saints come back from their bye, because Alvin Kamara is to me gonna go back to maybe not the exact same you know 20 to 23 touches a game that he was getting he might drop down to just getting 20 a game and In you know Latavius Murray's, instead of getting three to five, he might go up to five to eight, and if that's the case, I don't care. You know, I mean sell Latavius Murray because he's going to be super. You know, he's going to be a guy that people are going to want after those two monster games he just had. Tevin Coleman after a four touchdown game. If you can't sell a guy after a four touchdown game and get something crazy. You know, I would. And, and I'm not telling you to sell him just to sell him. I'm telling you to sell him and get something good. You know what I mean? If you are getting a, you know, number one wide receiver for Tevin Coleman, I would do that in a heartbeat. You know what I mean? That was just an aberration game. You know what I mean? The dude only had 12 carries in that game and three touchdowns. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's that's not very – Caught neat. another ball for another
0: touchdown. Yeah, caught another
1: ball for another touchdown. So, you know, 12 carries, three touchdowns, that's, that's pretty insane. Um, Let me see here. Coop, I, this is probably not going to be a popular one, but I have Cooper Cup, and I'm going to tell you why. I am selling Cooper Cup because their schedule coming up, not only is their schedule pretty rough, but you can get almost anything you want if you put Cooper Cup into a deal. If you were to package deal Cooper Cup and let's say – I'm trying to think the running back that you could put. Who's a top 12 running back? Here we go. Cooper Cup and Tevin Coleman. If you package Cooper Cup and Tevin Coleman, I'm pretty sure you can get Saquon Barkley.
0: Oh, I would definitely agree.
1: And if that's that's the case, I want Saquon Barkley. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So if you could could package Cooper Cup with a Tevin Coleman and get a Saquon Barkley, and obviously you're not doing this if Cooper Cup is your best wide receiver and then your second best wide receiver is –
0: you know, you literally right now could probably trade Cooper Cup for Alvin Kamara straight up. Straight up. Straight up. And I would do <laughs> that up.
1: in a heartbeat. I would do that no questions asked. I would 100% do that. Both
0: so, of them are on by this
1: week. Yep, both are on by this week. So, you know, like Kev said, that that is a deal that, you know, I would do no questions asked. I would do that deal. So... You know, and what I'm saying with Cooper Cup is, you know, you look at his matchups coming up. They got at Pittsburgh, Chicago, Baltimore, Arizona, Seattle, Dallas, San Francisco in the championship game. You know what I mean? For me, I love Cooper Cup and I think he will do well in in most of those matchups. But, you know, San Francisco in your Super Bowl, that's super rough. You know what I mean? Coming off coming off the bye, he's going to have. At, you know, at Pittsburgh, at Chicago, or, you know, against Chicago, Baltimore, those three games, those are all tough games. Those are all good defenses. I mean, Arizona, they're probably going to kill Arizona because Arizona is just not good. But then against Seattle, he didn't really do all that much against – no, actually, no, he did have a 100-yard game against Seattle, so I'm wrong about that. But, uh, you know, I think, you know, at Dallas, at, Fran, at San Fran, I don't know. It's just, to me, if I can get Alvin Kamara for Cooper Cup straight up, I'm doing that all day. And that's it for
0: buy, sell. All right. So let's get into our high guys. Uh, you know, this is the, basically the part of our Wednesday episode where we just talk about guys for the week, one from each position that we're high on. Uh, I'll start it off with quarterback, Matthew Stafford. Uh, you've watched this Raiders team just get destroyed over the last couple weeks by the quarterbacks. Uh, Deshaun Watson this past week, two weeks ago, was Aaron Rodgers. Uh, this week, they go up against Stafford, who's been hot. He's going to have to throw the ball a ton without a sufficient running game. And the receivers have, to me, his receivers are two of the, like one of the best duos in the league. You yep. know, Gall- Galladay and, and Marvin Jones are a very, especially if you throw in Amendola in the slot, that is probably one of the better receiving cores in the league. And, uh, you know, with Matthew Stafford playing the way he has, I think he's going to be do very well this week against Oakland.
1: Yeah, so I definitely agree on that. I think I love Matthew Stafford this week. I actually have him as my number 3 quarterback on the week. Um, I actually had him as my number 2 quarterback in the last week, too. So <laughs> <laughs> So, Gardner Minshew. I'm I mean, I'm going with Kev. Uh, you know, Kev talked about him last week, and he talked about him a little bit in the beginning of this podcast. Gardner Minshew mm-hmm. going up a Texans team that just lost JJ Watt and, you know, I I I don't see that Gary on Conley really did all that much to make this defense better. <laughs> yeah. You know no, I mean, maybe Gary that's, <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I, this defense just does not look good. Gardner Minshew has shown, you know, and the surprising thing is, like Kev was talking about this on Monday's podcast, that this is a normally a low scoring game, but even Vegas has this as a 47 over under. And I think mm-hmm. the money line is moving up because people are betting the over. So, yeah. you know, the money line could end up being, you know, uh, 48, you know, 49 at the end of the week. So, you know, this is definitely a game that I think people think are going to shoot out, and I agree. I think the Texans can't stop, you know, DJ Chark, and they're can't, and they not going to be able to stop, you know, Westbrook and, and, you know, Conley and all those guys. I think all those guys have, you know, uh, ability to, to go off. I think this could be a high-scoring game, and, you know, being at home, You know what I mean? Jacksonville at home, they have looked pretty good at home so far this year. So I'm going to go with, you know, Carter Minshew having a big game this week.
0: Yep, I agree. Uh, And I'm right there. I'm I'm starting him in one of my my leagues, uh, you know, in place of Drew Brees this week. So I hope he does have a huge game. Uh, Le'Veon Bell is my running back. You know, Le'Veon has not had you know, the amount of work and, you know, really hasn't had those big blow up games yet in the Jets uniform. I think this is the week, um, you know, Adam Gase was literally just talking about how he did not get Le'Veon enough touches the other day. He only had 12 touches in the game and Le'Veon bells a 20 touch back. So I think they're going to load him up this week against a bad Miami team. You just saw, you know, Connor kind of go crazy on him, and, you know, this is the perfect opportunity for Le'Veon Bell to kind of break out of that slump. And, you know, I think this is, you know, he's just going to make things happen this week to, you know, kind of give you, you know, a remembrance of who he was as a Steeler because he's truly a, one of the better play, you know, one of the better running backs in the league.
1: Definitely. I agree. I love Le'Veon this week. Um, so for me, I couldn't decide which one I wanted. So I'm going to go with both. And it's Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman. You know, going up against a Browns team at home, right? I feel like with no Joe Flacco, they are going to decide that they need to feature these two running backs. And I think both of them see, you know, 15 to 18 touches. I wouldn't be surprised if both of them saw 18 touches. I think they're just going to use the hell out of these guys, throwing it out of the backfield to them, running the ball. You know, I don't – we've all seen this Browns offense. Are you scared of this Brown Browns offense scoring 40 points against the, the Broncos? I'm not. I think that this is a close game. I think the Broncos want it to be a close game, and I think they're going to run the hell out of the ball this week. So, you know, I think both of these running backs could eat in this game, and I like them both as, as RB2s this week.
0: All right. So I'm going to get into my wide receiver. That would be Allen Robinson. Um, you know, he's got a good matchup with the Eagles, you know, don't be fooled by, you know, this past week with the, you know, Buffalo's receiving core. You know, I, I do like John Brown, but I don't think he's the caliber of receiver that Allen Robinson is. I think Allen Robinson shown that show has shown this year that he's, you know, very legit, you know, even despite a, a bad Chicago Brown or Chicago bears year, uh, on offense, he still has been one of their bright spots. So, you know, to me, uh, you know, I kind of do like Allen Robinson this week against an Eagles defense that is going to, um, you know, they, they still are not, they still have not shown that they're able to stop the pass. So, yeah, so don't, don't get fooled by last week. You know, the weather was crazy in Buffalo and, you know, even still John Brown, had what I, I think he was around four for fifty something in the game, so I could see I could see Allen Robinson having you know eight catches for ninety eight for hundred in this game, and it wouldn't surprise me one bit. So I like Allen Robinson.
1: Yes, sir. All right. So my guy, Alshon Jeffrey. So Alshon Jeffrey has played the Bear twice in his career. The first time he played them was in two thousand seventeen. He had 5 for 52 and a touchdown, and last year in the playoffs he had 6 for 82. You know, this is a revenge game for him. He likes going up against this Bears team, and honestly, Fuller is not a very big corner, so he has trouble, you know, guarding Alshon, and I definitely think Alshon has a big game this week. I could definitely see him, you know, for a similar stat line as last year, 8 for 82, and he gets in the box, so... You know, the Eagles are projected to win this game by five points. So that's basically, you know, almost a touchdown they're projecting to win by. So I think one of those touchdowns go to Alshon. I like him this week.
0: All right. I'm right there, which I hope he does, too. No, I'm a Birds fan. Uh, TJ Hawkinson is my tight end. Uh, Oakland gives up the third most fantasy points to tight ends. Um, you know, just a very vulnerable position. And if you remember Steve talking about it on Monday, you know, he talked about how the Hawkinson and Amendola are going to kind of be an extension to the run game with, you know, no carry on there. So, you know, this could be a week where TJ Hawkinson kind of, you know, has one of those weeks where like he did in week one, you know, it could be very well be one of those weeks. I like Hawkinson. I have him definitely top 10 this week.
1: And I'm going right back to the Eagles. Well, I'm going right back to Zach Ertz. You know, people are giving up on Zach. You know, basically, I actually seen a league where a guy dropped Zach Ertz for Dallas Goddard, which is a problem. Yeah. Um yeah, You know, it's crazy. I'm definitely not doing that. There's no way in hell. Uh, I think that this Bears defense is, you know, starting to fall apart. Um, You know, I kind of said this in the beginning of the season when we talked about the Bears, you know, Vic Fangio is a big reason why that Bears defense was so good and him leaving made me nervous about picking them number as the number one defense. And so far that is ringing to be true. You know, they have had some injuries also. So, you know, you can't fully say that. You know, it's all Vic Fangio leaving, but that is a huge cog in the wheel that is gone, and this defense does not look the same as it did last year. So, honestly, I think the Eagles win this game pretty easily, and I think two of the biggest reasons they win this game is because of those two guys. I think Alishan and and, uh, Zach Ertz are both going to have big games against the Bears.
0: So, there you go. Uh, That is our high guys. You know, guys that Steve and I are both, you know, good – you know, have good feelings about for the going into this week. Uh, so now let's get into some star sit questions uh, from some of the listeners. Uh, so Steve, throw those out there when you're ready.
1: All right. My favorite part of the week answering your guys, start, sit and trade questions. Mm. So our first question comes from Cowboys X 22. Actually, we're going to skip your question, Cowboys, because we don't like the Cowboys. No, <laughs> 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 nah, I'm just kidding. Uh, my wide receivers are Godwin, Hilton, Ridley, Sutton, and McLaurin. My running backs are Ezekiel Elliott, Connor, and Hyde. Hyde and Freeman. I want to upgrade my running backs. Which guys would you package deal, and what guys would you try to get? See, that's a hard question, Cowboys, and you should have made that a little bit more obvious on what guys you wanted. So you have Godwin, Hilton, Ridley, Sutton, McLaurin. My running backs are Ezekiel, Elliott, Connor, Hyde, and Freeman. I guess he's nervous because Connor just got hurt, so he's looking for a running back. Uh, to me, you know, you got Elliott, so I don't think I'm selling – you know, I'm not selling. I'm not selling Godwin or Hilton. You know, to me, I would maybe package deal Sutton – and Ridley, maybe, and try to get, you know, a mid-tier running back, too. You know what I mean, let's say a – ooh, this is tough. I'm trying to think of what guys that I would even try to get here. You know, because you have Freeman. He's on by. Connor is hurt. So I see why you're trying to make a trade here. You got Elliott, Connor, Hyde, and, and Freeman. Honestly, I don't think Connor's going to miss all that much time. Yeah, I don't think so either. He was acting like he might play this week. Yeah, and you know, I know Hyde doesn't have the greatest of matchups going up against the Jaguars, but you know, I, I you know, Sutton, a Sutton and Ridley would be the two tradable pieces here.
0: But yeah, you might be able to get a for those two. I mean, if you're looking for another running back, maybe a Josh Jacobs. Uh, yeah. Um. You know, maybe you know it's going to be hard to get Tevin Coleman after that week that he just yeah, had four um,
1: I just don't see you that. You
0: know, Devontae Freeman. We just talked about him. You know, that might be a guy that people are getting ready to give up on because he hasn't been good. Well, he you know, has Freeman. PR. Yeah, he, oh, has, he
1: has. Yeah, Freeman. he has. Elliot Connor, Hyde, and Freeman. Oh, okay. Yeah, like Kev said, you know what I mean. I, I mean, would try to pick out a wide a running back two that you can stand of the running back twos. Mm. And and package both those guys, you know Ridley and Sutton, because I think without Flacco, Sutton's gonna you know be in some deep caca, and mm-hmm. you know Ridley has just been really inconsistent this year. One week he's great, next week he's terrible. You know, so I would definitely try to package those guys. And yeah, find RB2. a guy that
0: has, find a guy that has one of those RB twos that are a little bit receiver. You know, hurting at receiver. You know, Derrick Henry's another one. You know. You know, he's kinda up and down, so he, he's another guy people might be wanting to get rid of if they need a receiver. Yeah. So, you know, maybe that, that area right there. Definitely. All right.
1: So let's see here. La 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 la. We have start which two in PPR? Sony Michelle, Devin Singletary, or Philip Lindsay? For me that's easy. That's for me it's Singletary and Lindsay.
0: Yep. Uh, you know, Sony is always capable of doing, you know, getting into the end zone. But outside of that, you know, he's just two, three yards in a cloud of dust. And
1: you're not lying. Yeah. yeah I,
0: he I mean, I, has I, like, to I get like you
1: two touchdowns to even be worth it.
0: I know. I know. <laughs> his yardage we, is like 40 yards, 30, yards uh, 30, 40 <laughs> 30, 40 yards, 40
1: so. yards and yeah. d- two yeah. touchdowns. I,
0: I agree. Lindsey's got lindsay has got a great matchup, and Singletary to me is just a—he's a potential big play waiting to happen every time, th- every week, you know. So yeah. I feel like every time he plays, he scores a touchdown.
1: Exactly, and it, I mean this is the lowest scoring game of the week. It's like thirty-seven over under. So yeah. you know, what I mean, there's gonna be a lot of running in this game. All right, so let's go to the next question: Keaton Allen or Adam Thielen this week? Kevin Pollock. Uh, all right, Kevin. So I wouldn't really say that's a question (laughs) because I'm starting both of those guys. Um, Yeah, I don't –
0: I mean, who else do you have if that's that's the question? I mean –
1: Yeah, that's an interesting question. Keenan Allen or Adam Thielen. Uh, You must have, like, insane – you must have, like, a really good – another wide receiver and can only start two.
0: Yeah, probably. Um, If it's looking at it like that, who to charge – Chargers play to Pack. I would probably go with Thielen. Yeah, I the go They're going to have to throw the ball, so I would go Thielen. Yeah, I agree.
1: Thielen is is they're going to be the guy here. All right. So Q Davis, twenty four. Would you trade Amari Cooper for Eckler and Chark? Hmm. He says I have Michael Thomas, Mike Evans, Kenny Galladay already. My running backs are Carson, Mack, and Melvin Gordon. Oh man see that's tough you got michael thomas he's got michael thomas mike evans and kenny galladay and you want eckler and shark for amari cooper
0: no nah, no if i'm doing i mean if i'm trading amari he's so he's trading away amari cooper correct he wants to trade
1: away. He said, "Would y'all trade away Amari Cooper for Eckler and Chark?" I have Michael Thomas, Mike Evans, I mean, I, and Galladay. I damn
0: sure wouldn't trade them for Eckler and Chark. No. I, I mean, you have a wide receiver core already that's so good. Why not aim higher at your running back spot and maybe go for Jacobs and Chark or something Jacobs like that? The, yeah, even even that. I mean, you know, people are people ain't getting rid of G- GJ Chark right now. So you know. He's just so high. If they're if they're getting rid of him, you're gonna to have to give something, you know, spectacular return. If I was gonna say Cooper, I would just go for a higher end running back. You know, yeah. you don't really don't need another receipt you don't need DJ Chark. You have three receivers on yeah, your team Michael that are all Thomas, startable. Mike
1: Evans and Galladay, those are great th- those are a great three wide receivers.
0: Yeah, You don't need another receiver. Instead of going for Eckler and Chark, why not aim higher at your running back spot and maybe try to trade like Amari Cooper for uh you know who did he say his running backs were? He said Carson, his backs and Mack. Are good, dude, he's
1: got Carson. Hey, you don't Mack even need to make a court. trade. Don't
0: make any trades. You don't need to make a trade. Nah, you don't, don't need to as make as a trade.
1: Is. You see, check it out, guys. We're gonna real quick. <laughs> when you guys ask these trade questions, right? Th- this is what you have to think before you ask these questions. And we're not we're not saying that these are bad questions. We're just we're just giving you a little a little uh you know fantasy advice, right? You, that's what you listen for. So this is my fantasy advice to you. If your team is winning, if you're consistently winning games... And and I'm going to go on a limb here and say with Michael Thomas, Mike Evans, Kenny, you know, Kenny Galladay, and then Carson Mack and Gordon, you know, you haven't had Gordon all season, but you have had Carson and Mack which have been very good this year.
0: I'm going to say this,
1: he definitely won this week. Yes. There ain't no way he didn't win this week. No. I'm going <laughs> to go ahead no and way. say that you have a pretty good record on your fantasy team. So, you know, plus you have if Amari a Cooper, don't fix. Exactly. Just don't don't try to reinvent don't try to reinvent the wheel let's just let's just take our team that's winning and continue to win with the team that we have. Don't don't you don't have to make a trade. Like there's no there's no there's no science book that says in fantasy football you must make trades every single year. If you draft a dominating team, I drafted a team that in in a 12th a 24 team league that is just so ridiculous that I haven't made a trade all year and I have been winning like crazy. I'm I'm 6 and 2 in that league and I'm just winning like crazy and I've been offered stuff but I don't need to make a trade. My team is good enough to win that league, and I'm not going to make a trade just to make a trade. So just don't make trades if you don't have to. You know, trades are to make your team better, not not parallel move your team to maybe even be worse. <sighs> All right, so need two or three to start. Need two of three to start. Fournette, Mack, and Coleman. Oh, that's that's easy for me. I'm, it, Fournette and Mack for me. Uh, you know what I mean? With no, with no J.J. Watt. You know, and and as many you're never sitting to Fournette. I don't care what woo he plays. Yeah, for net, the dude gets for too many. Never starting.
0: I would actually go Coleman just because I think he'll have a better better game than Mac. Mac plays the Steelers, better run defense. It's definitely a better
1: run go- defense. I'm, see, but my thing is with Mac is their their offensive line is just so damn good. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I definitely agree. You know, I mean Coleman against Arizona, that's Yeah, that's tough. I, I guess I would go coleman against arizona because i just don't think arizona's you know just defense as a whole is that good so yeah i'll agree with Kev. i'll go i'll go Fournette and coleman all right so let's see here we have hmm, eckler or ingram this week eckler ingram's going up against the patriots don't get me wrong i don't think that the patriots are the greatest you know run defense we saw that last week with Chark. I mean, with Chark, with Chubb, uh, but, me- you know, Mark Ingram's just not getting enough touches for me to feel comfortable starting him against the Patriots. So, you know, I would go Eckler for his, you know, pass catching upside. I agree. All right. Oh, my God. This question just hurt, hurts my soul. I'm going to ask it just because how bad it is. So, uh,. Dk two (laughs) one four, Lamar Jackson, or Sam Darnold? Kidding me?
0: (laughs) Next question. (laughs) For real, bro. I mean, Uh, some questions uh, are bad. Why are you start? Why are you trying to not start Lamar Jackson? Regardless of who he's playing, he's starting. He's giving you just next question. Next question. Next question people ask some crazy ass crazy
1: questions like I I don't care that Sam Darnold's playing the Dolphins I don't care that doesn't matter Lamar no. Jackson has been putting up like 30 fantasy points a week dude are yeah. you serious like alright so PPR Christian Kirk or Mark Andrews mm. that's a much better question yes. <laughs> and we appreciate that's actually your really
0: question tough. Yeah, we that's
1: appreciate really tough. your question Penrose and we're going to answer it for you. I, I think I I'm think going I'm, Andrews,
0: dude. I was going to say the same thing. I think I'm going Andrews.
1: I think I'm going Andrews. you got to remember, like a couple of weeks ago, Andrews had eight targets. He dropped like four of them. One of them was right in the end zone. He's clearly the end zone target. You know, I don't think that Bill Belichick is going to say, this is the guy we need to take away. Especially, I yeah, try to
0: take away the run game.
1: Yeah, I think they try to take away Lamar Miller's ability to run and make him try to throw. And if that's the case, that means Mark Andrews is going Mark, to see you know, see like 10 targets. Yes, <laughs> he's going to see a bunch of targets. So I, I think I like Andrews this week. And thank you for that good question, Penrose. All right, so let's see here. We like three more. We'll do three more. Uh, should I drop Kenny Stills for Devontae Johnson? I don't even know Deontay who Deontay the... Johnson. Oh, okay. So he he can't That's... spell. It's Deontay Jonte Johnson. Um,
0: but huh. no. I would not drop Kenny Still. No, or Deontay I would not Johnson. either. Um, you're looking at the quarterback that he's playing with. Uh, you're looking at the compared to the quarterback of Kenny Still's. Yeah, this is one bad week for Kenny Still's. Will Fuller still not going to be there? Kenny Still's is still going to be a very legitimate receiver going forward.
1: Yep, and we this don't know. One game, yeah, it's just one game, and we don't know that Will Fuller is going to be back in four weeks. You I mean if no. we know anything about Will Fuller, is that Will Fuller takes forever to heal? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like he is the exact opposite of Adrian Peterson. Adrian yeah. Peterson is the freak, and Will Fuller is the guy that takes seven months to heal from a toenail injury. So, yeah, you know, let's 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 comment down, guys. Kenny Kenny Stills is a much, you know, is a much better option than you know. Deontay Johnson right now oh let's see here this is much better Deontay Johnson or Chris Conley this week now that's much better I like that
0: and Deontay Johnson yeah I'm gonna go Deontay Johnson Chris Conley to me had a one big blow-up week this week um Deontay Johnson's kind of been putting up a little bit more consistent production over the last few weeks especially with Mason Rudolph at quarterback so I would go with Deontay Johnson
1: yes i agree i i think you know like kev said you know you want to go with the more consistent player and that is deontay johnson all right this is a good one i like this one so terry mclaurin he he needs one of these guys for his flex he needs terry mclaurin dj moore jordan howard or david montgomery
0: in a ppr it's not okay so it's not montgomery it's not going to be howard I don't like McLaurin this week, so I'm going D- D.J. Moore. Uh, McLaurin plays Buffalo, uh, and the other two guys got tough run defenses. So,
1: Yeah, me and Kev are actually going to disagree on this one. I think I'm going to go Jordan Howard, and I'll tell you why. Jordan Howard going up against the Bears. Come on. This is like the perfect revenge game. You know, Jordan Howard, I don't think he's the greatest running back. Uh, but I do think going up against the Bears this week, he is going to have a little incentive to try to get in that end zone, and you know he, I think, definitely has a chance to do it against a, Bear, a Bears team that's you know kind of flailing right now. So I do like Jordan Howard this week. I think he gets like fifteen touches, and I think he gets in the end zone. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Howard. All right. All right, so one more question. Let's see. Let's find a good one. We're going to find a really, really good one. Oh, my God. That one's terrible. <laughs> oh, man. All right, so let's look for a good one. Please hold. Uh, this is a good one. This is actually not a
0: bad one. Alshon Jeffrey or Jamal Williams? So... Uh- I would say after what you just said, I we think we're going with Alshon.
1: Yeah, I think we're going with Alshon, but Jamal Williams is definitely a good option. If if you look at Jamal Williams' stats the past couple weeks, dude, he's getting in the end zone like a madman. He's scoring touchdowns like every week. I think he has I think he has four straight games with a touchdown ever since he come back from from the injury. I'm pretty sure he has a touchdown in every game. If not, a touchdown 100 yards, 100 total yards. He's been pretty good. Last week he had two. Right, last week he had two touchdowns.
0: Yeah, I think he had two touchdowns. Uh, yeah. I know Aaron Jones had two. Yeah, I know Aaron Jones had two receiving. And I think I think it might have been Jamal Williams with two rushing, maybe one rushing.
1: And one rushing, one receiving. He caught that. He definitely caught that touchdown in the back of the end zone. The crazy okay, so throw two, by Aaron. And he Rodgers. had a rushing touchdown. That was so had, crazy.
0: That's right. Yeah, he had a rushing touchdown. So he had,
1: two, he had two as well. Yeah. So I think that's a lot closer than we just made it sound. My nope. thing is, I just think Alshon Jeffrey is going to have a very good game against this Bear team. This, I think, the Eagles' whole team is going to have a, have a good week against this Bears this Bears team. I think this Bear team is starting to, you know, fold it up a little bit, and uh, you know, going to Philly. You know, if this was in Chicago, I would not be as high on the Eagles, but you know, in Philly, I think I think the Eagles need to get right, and they get right against these Bears.
0: Yeah, this could be a week where they put Trubisky out.
1: Uh, Real. Honestly, yeah, you know they, they're already
0: questioning about whether he should be starting or not. So, this could be that week where where you know the Eagles just shut him down and they say, all right, let's just give Chase Daniels the ball. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's a shame because it's only been in the league for three years. And but, yeah, you shell Shell shocked. I saw the stat the other day that they put up on ESPN twenty five point seven uh, quarterback or passer rating against pressure. So, when people Ooh. are coming at him, he's terrible. He's, oh, Folds he's like a shell shock. up like a fold up chair, boy. Yep. That's terrible. And that is it for tonight's podcast. Remember, don't forget to check us out on the website, www.fourthandinchesff.com. It's www.the number four, T H N I N C H E S F F.com, for a bunch of content. You got blogs, articles, player profiles, rankings, and you can subscribe to our VIP content. And until next time, peace out, guys. Peace.